Hey, everybody. Today's topic is something that uh, we feel pretty strongly about. Uh, if you've watched the video, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, we're going to link to the show notes. And uh, it's definitely something that you should pay attention to. This is uh, going to be a topic that's not something that we enjoy getting into but the hope is is by understanding what happened and looking into the hows and whys uh, maybe we can learn something in our own practice so that we can reduce the incidences of things like this happening in the future Uh, our patients should be important to us we should want to take care of them and we should want to look after them and when we don't Uh, This is the result. Our only hope is that everybody can learn from this and we can move forward as a better profession. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Over Podcast. I'm Dan Schwester. And I'm Kevin Mazza. I'm Anna Ryan. And today uh, we're going to be a little topical. Uh, this was a uh, something that you, if you've been on the internet or uh, you haven't been on a deserted island uh, in EMS, uh, this uh, is a pretty shocking video that's uh, making the rounds. Um, this was uh, an EMS agency in South Carolina, uh, apparently uh, treated or attempted to treat. Did not attempt to Did treat. Did not attempt. Let's right. be honest. You, l- no I'm using euphemisms. Uh, a they patient, put him in an ambulance. That's nice of them. They saw him with their eyeballs. True. True. So, okay, an EMS crew that saw a patient that was We're with law enforcement. We're on the overrun. We are. Um and uh, basically released them to law enforcement who drove them down the road for the And patient. also did a stupid thing, but go uh, on. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things to go around here. And uh, long story short, this uh, person who uh, was suffering from a mental illness and uh, is truly a victim. Dan uh, says was because he's now dead. Yeah, he uh, unfortunately uh, was involved alert. in a s- subsequent <laughs> traffic accident and uh, was killed in that Um you know, let's, uh, you know, it's a terrible thing. Um, and, uh, you know, this did not show EMS in a good light. And uh, we're going to take this apart for you. If you've watched the video, um, you know what we're talking about. If you haven't, we're going to link to the EMS1.com article in the show notes. Uh, you can take a look at this. Um, we're going to try to take this apart from a bunch of different levels and um, try to understand this because I- I'm going to be provocative out there and I'm going to say that. If you're in anywhere in EMS or EMT, paramedic, anybody in healthcare, you've seen these people. These are, there's people like this, maybe even in your department, maybe on your shift. And if you haven't, it's probably you. Yeah. Okay. It's time to um, step, no, this is going to be, let's step back and look at ourselves objectively here and identify a problem and realize whether or not it's you. Because we were talking about this pre-show is that at one point or another, maybe all of us have been these people. I think I think to an extent, everybody's experienced at least this feeling in the back of their head that they wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference. Their professional ethics came out on top and they did the right thing. Right. Yeah, uh, I think I think there's didn't that. Leave I mean, him to die 18 miles away from help. So I'm just let's saying. let's acknowledge that. Yeah, we do have frustrations in our job. Everybody does. I mean, whether you're a stockbroker, uh, butcher, baker, candlestick maker, whatever you want to call them, brought it back. Wow. Good yeah, for you. Um, there are frustrations in the job, and and it's your professionalism and your ethos that are supposed to get you through these rough spots and get you to the point where doing the right thing for the patient or doing your job correctly is where you need to be. Obviously, in this case, that didn't happen. Um, so let's start dissecting it. Let's let's take like this, this is, apart. Yeah, there's a lot to cover here. Yeah. Dan should go because I feel like there was an epic pre rant and I want to hear the rest of it. Yeah. So so the scene starts. I mean, this is this is a typical thing. You get called to a uh, potential psych emergency, uh, you know, whatever you call it in your in your neighborhood. Uh, assist police. EDP. Uh, EDPs. EDP. You might hear. And. um you know, the video starts off, it's a, it's interestingly enough, it's a law enforcement body cam, which um, I kind of think that the agency kind of put this out, like, to say, hey, not our fault, <laughs> um, because, yeah, you know, they're not covered by HIPAA. This is not an EMS film. This was a police uh, law enforcement body camera. Well, I think it went out public because now it's evidence in a 
a death. So I think that's the reason it went public. Now this also happened six months ago. This is not a this is not a current right. thing. No, so this, this is there has to be some kind of litigation that happened one way or another. Correct. So yeah, I think I think there's a little bit of uh, crisis management in this as like putting this out as hey look it wasn't on us. If by crisis management you mean a fuck ton of lawyers, then yes. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. So it starts off you know the the guy's out on the road. Um, he was the report I think was he was running naked in traffic or right. something like that. Um, generally not something that somebody A and O times three probably does by choice. Um, uh, the EM, don't kink shame. I'm not kink. <laughs> don't kink shame. Hey, we don't kink shame at the we don't overrun. Kink sh- we yeah, know you know we overrun. don't. I know. I'm just saying if someone wants to run down the street butt naked and hop on an 18 wheeler and they're A and O times three, you shouldn't. You know. You do no? you. Yeah, I do whatever I want. <laughs> I mean, on the on the other hand, this isn't the Folsom Street Fair. I mean, this just doesn't. You're right. <laughs> you know, You're right. I mean, this is a uh, this is an interstate somewhere in I think South Carolina, right? Also true. Yes. So yes, it starts off, and you know the cops call EMS because look, cops do. You know, when when they're when something doesn't fit into the slots of law enforcement. Who gets the call is generally EMS because you, what are they going to do? They, there's, they, they, get, they get handcuffed, so to speak, by what they can and can't do. I mean, technically, is he violating the law? Yes, but he's also not acting appropriately. And law enforcement, you know, if, if he's in custody, they have, a, a, they have a responsibility to the person in custody. Does that always work? Mm, not so much. So... They pull up, and I, I kind of have a running tab of here, some of the things that we saw. You know, the first thing that I noticed was, you know, about a minute in, you know, a little less than a minute, maybe 45 seconds, you look, they get a, you get the first good look at this patient. He is disoriented. I mean, totally. is there anybody here from a clinical perspective that looks at this guy and says, all the lights are on? No. No. I mean, is this somebody that could absolutely refuse? I mean, he looked to me like every diabetic, intoxicated, Mm -hmm. under the influence type person who really doesn't know what's going on. To be frank, in the very initial part of the video, I would classify as like a thousand yard stare, deer in the headlights. Like he is standing there wide eyed and clearly not registering what's going on around him. He's barely directionable. Yes. And like they they can't even get him into the uh, the ambulance. He's directionable and he just kind of follows like simple commands and then just kind of mimics what goes on around him people smile he smiles and then from there it's this clearly and i i personally hate alert and oriented times three either you're either you're alert and oriented or you're not either it is or it isn't either you're disoriented or you're oriented you can't pre you know (laughs) it's like an oven you can't preheat an oven it's either heated or unheated Oh, I get you. <laughs> you got okay. it? I see where you're going with It's this. a binary right. thing. Either right. they're with it or they're not. Either right. And they... this guy is clearly not. Clearly. Like, head to toe. He can't no. even speak. No, he Hey, can't. dude, can you get in the ambulance? I mean, no just off the bat, I mean, like, think about what the differential is here. You've got drug intoxication. You've got alcohol intoxication. You've got, you've got some kind of toxidrome. You've got psycholi- psychiatric emergency. You've got stroke. Yeah. There's some mm. kind of organic problem going on. There's, Either way, know, it, it all leads you down the I mean, path of someone who is not well enough to make his own decisions. Yeah, and and you know, I think there's people out there going, "Oh yeah, Dan, that's right. You think through this on every call, right? Because you know, every drunk is impossible." Yes, every drunk is potentially sick. Just because they're drunk doesn't mean they're sick. Just because they're a drug addict doesn't mean they can't be having a heart attack. You know. You got to look Sing at it, it from the perspective of why am I here and what can I do to help this person? Our job is to treat, identify, and possibly um, protect against imminent life threats. I'm going to add one, one to that. Go for it. Transport. Yes. And go transport. somewhere. Yes. That doesn't involve an empty gas station and hopefully has a doctor. Right. Dude, diesel bolus, bro. But even then, this that is the been one more time. Than this. Listen, this is the one time that all the dinosaurs out there, the people that go, man, all we do is drive people to the hospital. This You're is right. the one thing you could have done. This is done what I want you to do. Actually, would have helped. That's, but isn't that the ironic thing? Because these are probably people who have that mentality, and then all of a sudden, this person's meet them. Because I'm gonna, I'm. Going out on a limb here, but Go. they probably they probably consider him. He's probably just a drug addict. He's probably high and just not. He's unworthy they of s- our services. But they say that a couple times in the, in the actual video. If you look, if you watch the whole thing, they're you know the cop says it. Uh, two of the uh, the providers in the back of the truck say, "Oh, he's probably high. He's probably drunk. There's probably this. There's probably that." As uh, as a method of talking down to him, 
I'll this probably, justifies their action I'm because gonna ha- I'm gonna have to watch the full thing on an empty stomach so I don't take every a break every three minutes to vomit. I get it. I get a distinct thing, and I think you're on to something. I get a distinct thing watching this patient contact that they do everything they can to kind of dehumanize this to the point that Absolutely. this guy is not a person. He's not worthy of our service. Let's, let's you're go wasting down, our time. Let's go down the uh, the dehumanization side of this. So, and I'm I have a couple angles on this that like I'm, I'm probably gonna end up contradicting myself down the line, but. Um, the constant questioning, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? Tell me your name. What's your name? First of all, he hasn't said it once. He's not going to say it now. Secondly, why would you put ammonia inhalants up someone's okay, nose? Okay, yeah, let's get, a, okay, hold on, hold on. All right, all right, let's go down, let's go down. Want. So, let's, so we go down and, and Kevin, feel free. I didn't realize there was a step process. When they get into, the, when they get it, well, we're, you, you're getting ahead of in front of them. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, I, I've watched this like 10 times. I mean, I like, Dan has a lot of time on the weekends. <laughs> Dan's had more time than he'd like lately. But that's, he has more fine. time We're than okay. he needs. We're okay. We go, uh, we go, we go. Back <laughs> it up, back it up. So, um, Kevin, you know, the first thing is, that, you know, you, you notice the uniform shirts. and Of course I did. Yeah, of course you did. Kevin. I don't want, okay, go ahead. Nope. I mean, it might be their uniform. I, I you know, T-shirts are fine. I get it, but. Uh, again, six months ago in South Carolina, you're not wearing anything but a T-shirt. I it's agree. Hot. I agree totally. Um, you know, but uniform shirts should be kind of uniform. I mean, if they kind of look like, uh, you know, if they kind of look like rock concert bootlegs, I'm kind of. I have the only opposition. Wings. Yeah, the only opposition I have to their uniforms is that it's freaking wings on the back like, and the gothic font. Yeah, <sighs> go back see the no, see look, the the beer cast. Hey, I'm, I'm stupid navy, navy blue with white lettering works simple, just great. Simple, just to, listen. Like a lot of fire departments do it right. It's just their department, their EMS division, plain navy blue t shirt. That's an acceptable uniform. Fantastic. Well, let's let's talk about the, absolutely. The There's no flair. Is that if no. there if there is flair, then let's talk about how this makes this department seem higher than the rest. This is that toxic heroism. Mm. So mm-hmm. this department in particular, and I don't F this department, sorry. Um, but these providers in particular have raised themselves above their patient. Okay. I'm the angel. I'm the one who's going to come and save you. Right. Here's my gothic, you right. know, this is that, this prints is... and all this other crap. Yes, you're right. Yeah, the, the department itself could have issued a uniform. Even if they issued this uniform, I don't know if that makes it better. No. And I, and I think that's a cultural thing. And I, I listen, I'm not going to at them for wearing what they're issued. I get that. But, you know, you got to... Even like uniforms, like you've got to you've got to understand what what are you reflecting? What no. are you presenting when you wear a uniform? I don't want to call this a uniform. Don't. That's fine. All right, that's fine. This is not I'll a uniform. No, you know what this is? It's a it's a wearable ego trip. Uh, that's what this is. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, like that's that? listen. I I don't disagree. If it is department issue, that's a that's a big problem. If that's just department the issue. Then we have a whole. Department. That's a yeah, culture and leadership a... issue. We can get on about that, but do we, we I don't will. know if we have enough time today. So but, we'll get there. It's fine. So. You know, the other thing I noticed is they get him in the back of the truck and, you know, this constant thing, you hear them all the time. You know, you speak English. Mm. Like I heard, you know, you hear that what's on the table. Like, what's, what's your, your name? name? You speak English. And then I hear slapping sounds like they're like there's like something's yeah, going on. Like is... they're trying to get this guy's attention. You're not going to get this guy's attention. So the assessment's going off anyway. And And my point is, who cares if he speaks English? Who cares if Have he's you talking? Ever... He's altered. Go to the hospital. He's altered. Do your things. Talk him through it. He may or may not understand you, but a lot of patients do or don't. Right. You know, this is like a dementia patient. Would you do this to a patient, you know, an 85-year-old with dementia? Would you do this to somebody, you know, who's got end-stage brain cancer? Here's the thing, man, is that you and I wouldn't, but there are people who would. There's a lot of people that would. There's, There's people in our own place. There's people in our own shops that, do, that would do this. And this is the scary thing, folks. And we're gonna I'm gonna hit this at least two or three more times. I'm gonna tell you that you're sitting there watching this video and you're going, Well, that's them, that's not us. I'm telling you, you're fooling yourself. Mm-hmm. There are people on your squad, in your department, oh, on your you. shift, on your rotation. It's your or partner. This is you, it's your partner, or it's the people that you hire, and this is the attitude they're coming they're they're doing, and your turn is coming. Damn. Oof. Ominous. Bum, bum, bum. Go to the next point. So, 
let's talk about the ammonia inhalants. Oh, let's talk about Don't tell me that there was inhalants. anything but ammonia inhalants as they reach into the bag and she they calls pop it, it. She calls it like salts or something yeah, like that. Yeah, get, so get, get the smelling salts. Get the smelling salts. I don't want to. Which we all know they're ammonia inhalers. They've been, they've been off trucks in our area for probably decades. Decades. Literally decades. Well, the ones I found on a few trucks were expired by at least a decade. Yeah. yeah, yeah they they don't, you don't use them because they're inhumane. No, and they're, they don't actually have and any medical they benefit. pop these and you can see on the camera and if you don't believe me i might be wrong but there is distinctly something sticking out of this guy's nose that wasn't when he they was in the ambulance shouted out they literally stuck an ammonia inhalant up his nose and if you listen go into the closet at your building go into the back go into the oldest stuff that you can find and i guarantee you you'll find one crack one and stick it anywhere close to your face this is not 1850 yeah. where smelling salts were like now try to place, st- like it, knock it this off. is this is an intense thing it is absolutely patient mis uh abuse why is this even allowed if they did nothing else just that well, should be enough think about how a normal person reacts to uh, an ammonia uh, inhale it in front road. of you, you how road. how quickly you you jerk your head away this guy not only let it go up his nose and left it there he had no reaction he to didn't it. move you mean to tell me that this person is in their right mind if they don't that have a reaction have, you, yeah, you listen need, you need a name that from this, from this dude to tell me that he's not with it he's listen. sitting with two ammonia inhalants no, of both this, nostrils this are you is, kidding all right here we go here this we go is, this is right the fuck up there with <laughs> tell me your favorite color to when you ask a drunk what their favorite color is, and then you insert that size catheter. You are the scum lord who thinks <laughs> themselves as judge, jury, and executioner who is going to abuse their patients because you think you're so fucking far above them. And I will fight you in en- name a schoolyard, and I'll meet you there because this makes me so <laughs> indelibly sick. No, it makes me sick to my stomach, and I can't tell you how many. I heard one of my partners ask that. And I immediately, you're out of this truck, and we're going to have a long talk after this call. A person senior to me at that also. I was like, we're going to talk. Good for you, man. No, dude, I do not stand for that. That's patient abuse. And if if he went ahead with it, I would have for sure writ him up, reported him to the state, whatever I had to do, because it is so, like, I'm getting nauseous right now. Maybe it's the coffee that on an empty stock. No, but, but your I'm, beard is curling. I Well, it does that. But I am so, like, <laughs> so, it made me so l- sick. So let me go off on this. Let, this, was for, this was vomit number one watching this video. By so, let's, so let me do this. Why do we think this is cool? It's been normalized. Why, why do the cool kids... All talk this way. What do you mean? You know, like in every department, every I'm area, cool every every no, like you know the cool, you know the ones I'm talking. No, I know. About. I was, I'm busting. This is fun, man. Busting yours to save, busting oh. ours to save yours, and oh, this calls bullshit. Frequent flyer, well known to EMS. This is we this see this junkie. shit all the time. Oh, he's just a junkie, guys. This is this is that ego trip that we're talking about. This is the, the again toxic heroism. I'm gonna I'm gonna copyright that phrase is that because we are the broken who need to fix others in order to feel better about ourselves so the more dehumanized we make our patients the more likely we are to be above them i think he's just a junkie this person's just drunk i'm always i'm always going to be better this person because i was called to help or he's a nut because let's be honest everybody in ems is so well balanced (laughs) right so i'm actually gonna uh, go against you a little bit i don't want to use the term dehumanize because i think as providers to a level in order to maintain our mental health, we have to dehumanize our patients to a, a very slight extent. You can't remember every patient's name and what's wrong with them, but you got to remember 80 year old, you know, female with dementia, right? If you, you got to, so you don't take it home with you, but what they're doing, this guy is they're making him inferior to them. Right. But they, but they use those terms as a means to say they're not worthy of what we do. They're yeah, making, and I'm not saying they're making, them, I'm not, go ahead. no, they're trying to make him subhuman rather than it, it's dehumanizing. But I think, when I say dehumanizing, I mean like they're you're just trying to make the situation a little bit less. No, I I, I think there's a good way you can Re- do it. Reduce, yeah, if we reduce, go to reduce your moral injury, right? Like if we're sitting there on the truck and we get a we get a call at an address, and there were places where you and I worked together. Oh crap! It's her. She's yes. a really bad asthmatic. Holy crap! Oh god, she's been tubed like three times. You're that's a different story. Like. Using that information as the ability, like, oh, that's Mrs. Smith. She's a bad CHFer, and she's going to be really sick if she calls because right. she waits three days. That's a different thing. That's that's a po- using it a using intelligence as a positive. What they do here is this guy's just a, he's a scumbag drunk or he's a lunatic. He's not my problem. This is bullshit. I don't want to be bothered with it. That's a complete one eighty from from. And I don't think it's right, a matter of like dehumanization as about. far as. Like for our own mental health, because when we talk about mental health, especially on the show, we talk about relating to the person that we're, we're dealing with 
as a human because right. that's where our that's where our um our experiences cross so we have to relate to our patient in the idea that this is how I would want to be treated. I don't need to know his name in th- six years. That's what I mean. I, when I say dehumanize, I mean just kind of unassign like a name, a face, a story, but so like, much get, as... I'll totally get on board with the idea that the inferiority that they're imposing on this person, right. it's dehumanizing them because you don't do this to another human being. Correct. And you make them inferior by like labeling them as the drunk, as the druggie, as the guy who's you know just crazy. By like, making that's... This, this person inferior, they commit abuse without batting an eyelash. Yeah. And yep. the whole crew does it. There's not a single person on that ambulance from cop to low-level provider to the higher-level authority that says, maybe we should just back off this dude. Not maybe one we person, should just go to the hospital. Yeah, not one person said, uh, we shouldn't do that. Not to mention, like, talk about a patient safety or a provider safety thing. Like, what if this guy just decided to go off? And like, he this has is the a guy. To. This is a guy with a no. This is a guy who has a mental health history, and he's sitting there looking. He's got that thousand-yard stare. Listen, I've always, I've had the opportunity to deal with some of these people, and I treat them with kid gloves. You know why? Because they can snap in a heartbeat. They can go from absolutely quiet to breathtakingly violent. And it's not necessarily their fault, and I'm not saying they want to do it, but they may look at you. You may turn into a monster in front of them, and they don't even know. This guy, uh, if you listen to the to the actual video, the um, the provider who's sitting next to him with the uh, the darker hair. She voices that she's met him before. She's transported him. She doesn't remember where. So this person is known. It's not even that like, and she says, you know, he was nuts beforehand. Now, I don't necessarily enjoy the uh, the lexicon there, but like, you know, this person is unwell. Yeah, you, you've you've dealt with this person before. You, you really, that, that person literally has nothing. There's, there's, there's no, no defense. Ex- Listen, there is... From from start to finish, there's zero, de- in my opinion, zero defense of this behavior. We can rationalize it all we want. We can chalk it up to things like, you know, quote, burnout, which we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's a, uh, that's a symptom of this disease. But at the same time, wh- where where does it end? Where where do we stop and be like, oh. I have answers to that, but I think we have more we have more so, points on the list. I mean, and there's okay. things like, you know, but as we go through this tape, I mean, you just see they just dig deeper. They, at they any don't, point. They don't dig deeper. Listen. They don't at all. It's at what's any, your name? What's your name? No, what's your name? No, what's your name? I don't want to deal with any you. Point, they, dig their, they dig their grave deeper. At any point, yeah. they could have stopped and said, something's not right here. Let's just, if one person said, hey, let's just take him to the hospital. No, but let's. This let's, whole thing would have been over. They couldn't even be unasked to bother. Let's. Take a look at what happened instead of the transport. It was three women in the back of an ambulance, three providers, I'll say, plus the cop who then put their own needs above what this person was going through. Correct. Oh, right. My favorite line in the whole video. You know, oh, I mean, well, then they go, like, go to well, jail or you can no, go to the that's hospital. No, it's not even oh, that Oh, the one, one where they're saying, like, I just want to go back to bed. You're wasting my time or Bingo. something like that. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. That's insane. Bingo. I want to go back to the station and go back to sleep. This is a T-shirt. I got Fuck up for this. Fuck you. All right. No. <laughs> emphatic. Like, I've never, like, that was, like, a completely vitriolic way to say it, but for, but, like, what are you doing here? If you can't handle the shift at whatever hour you're called, do not get on a truck. Fair. Take a safety timeout. Do whatever you got to do. Don't work. Um, somebody, I believe, told me they were on a 24. Mm-hmm. Don't work a 24. If you're at that 18-hour mark and you're running, you're out. You're yeah. done. You can't drive. And if you you're can't gonna, And if you're going to tell me that you have to work two overtime shifts or you can't pay your bills, then well, you've got a financial problem. Let's take you a look at the idea it. that maybe this yeah, is the department a, policy. This is how they run. If they run a crew for 24 hours, then that's not these providers. Yeah, that, 24 no, hours, they that, have to be there. Right. No, I bring it back then. That's the department's fault. Yeah, totally. This isn't, this is, maybe it's not the crew's fault for being on 24, but it's the department's fault for, one, not identifying that working a 24-hour shift is, is bullshit. In, is incre- well, incredibly detrimental to your health without scheduled rack time or yep. downtime or sleep time, whatever you want to call it. If you're 18 hours running, you're done. So you're you, out. So if you think we're wrong with the ammonia inhalers, at 4.53 in this video, <laughs> roughly, they tell the patient that they'll take the ammonia out of their nose if you give me your name. No! So we're, we're literally we're, met, we're, we're waterboarding. Like yeah, we're waterboarding is... someone. This is like this is shit. Like get like gets you, you in front of a smelly. court in the Hague. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> 
You can't do this I at Guantanamo s- Bay. I can't sit still. I just. I mean, you can't. I'm like, <laughs> like, like my foot's tapping. My my neck's gonna be sore from shaking my head so much. Here's, here's Two more thing. minutes go like, by, I, and the officer mentions drug intoxication, which is an absolute medical diagnosis that necessitates transport to the hospital. But then the whole crew just signs onto it. You can watch them in that video and watch their like their body language. He says drug or alcohol symptoms, and the whole crew goes, "Oh yeah, yeah." The cop and they doesn't matter. And not, they the non-medical shy, professional. They shy away from him. If you watch it, like there's a lot of. I'm going to bring up a lot of like body language and stuff in this for another uh, context. But if you watch the interaction, the words that were said by the cop, and then the two uh, EMTs or providers or whatever they are uh, that are standing at the edge of uh, the end of the bed and by the uh, captain's chair, they all go, "Oh yeah," and they nod their head and they roll their eyes and they sit back, and now they're done. Yeah, they've this is out. it. Someone out. else has validated what it is that they were already thinking about. So why bother? We're done now. Right. Not my problem. Yeah. All right. Next. This is officially a waste of time. Yes. So almost uh, the other thing I want to talk about towards the end of this, that real that that just it's the icing on the cake. It's this cherry on the top of this pile of hot garbage. <laughs> that is this crusted hot garbage. <laughs> Does anybody catch at about ten, almost 10 minutes into this video where they refer to this guy? as a derogatory term to mentally disabled yes. using the R word. And mm-hmm. I'm not even going to say it just because I, I don't want to. I turned it off. I was done. I, I mean, this, really? This was my third vomit during yeah. the video. Mm-hmm. Like really? We were at dry heaves with this. I, I can't tell you how sick if you're this video going, made me. Yeah. If, listen, there's been stages of dehumanization. There's been stages of, of imposed inferiority on, on this patient over and over and over again. And then they, they hit that word. They let him out of the truck and everyone on that scene has already discounted this person. He got dropped off 18 miles away at a closed gas station, which, dude, really? Closed. Um, <laughs> closed. With no shoes. No shoes, just shorts no on. Shirt. And the only reason he has shorts on was because the guy uh, in the tractor trailer that he boarded naked was like, bro, you need some clothes. That guy's the human on the scene. Yeah. The truck driver is the only person that showed a shred of humanity I in just. This. But that's the thing is that they hit that word, they let him walk out, and now he's Thank not you, worth. Thank you, If there's any truckers worth, that listen to us, thanks, truckers. Um, but now he's not worth any of our time, simply because that's that is the ultimate dehumanization. That's it. Yep. They didn't, I don't think they cared from Fight square me. one. I <laughs> know oh, we were feeling we were being very very no they didn't violent care. today. No, there there was they didn't care from the moment they got on there because it was already a two a.m. calls. It was already bullshit to them. Mm-hmm. What naked guy on the freeway? It's a drunk. It's a nutter. Who cares? We're, Here's my thing, dude. If already I get, brushed if off. I get, if I get dispatched to a naked guy on the freeway, like I'm, I want to see what's going on. Well, that's hilarious. <laughs> Let's see what's happening. You know, not for nothing. Yeah, like oh, like my clinical uh, side right. kicks in as soon as you make uh, like patient contact because that's a person. That's what you're supposed like, to do. Is like, is he really fully na- like my like, things are like? Am I is ready? he totally naked? It's two o'clock in the morning am i ready for this i'm not is he doing like a chili peppers thing with a sock i mean <laughs> oh, is this Lord. i mean that's those are the questions go through my mind as i'm heading out to the highway right yeah i know like my is he real is, like any interesting dispatcher automatically like they're like oh I, well, I gotta go see this now like, yeah and then the second thing is like you're talking to your partner like how much ketamine do you think we're gonna need over under yeah like like you know and that's I mean, thing, is this that's- and like again, that has a touch of burnout in it. Let's be honest about this, but a little touch of crispy. A little crispy. No, 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 no. Just it's around just the edges. A little bit. I would call it just a little bit of cynicism with an idea towards helping the person. Like, am I going to be able to talk to this yeah, person? Yeah, that's my point. Or is, is it that time for a syringe of? Shh, it's okay. <laughs> well, it's I think. And the idea of it is, listen. Yeah, I'm making a joke about it. And you know what? Okay, fine. You can. You can criticize me for it but the fact is when i get on scene i'm gonna try to talk yeah, the guy down i'm gonna jedi mind trick him i'm gonna try to get him help mm-hmm. and if not I've what got, happens i've what got happens, a syringe full of stuff that my doctors told me i can give and what it's gonna make truck, him here's the thing safe what happens and in, happy and comfortable what happens in the truck on the way to a call i feel is your business as long as your mindset isn't affected by it if this is one of those things that Agreed. helps you cope with the idea that you're about to encounter someone who is sick dangerous not exactly right in their head. Get you in the right mindset to start you, thinking about what to do. Right. Yeah. It gets you in a place where, at least for me, if I'm going to go to the, one of these calls, I get all of that out in the truck getting in there. And as soon as I step out of the truck, I am clinical. That's it. What the fuck is wrong with this person? Right. Think about Hawkeye Pierce. Think about Perry Cox from Scrubs. Those yeah. are the guys like, okay, you know what? He calls uh, someone Nancy at least seven times <laughs> a, uh, an episode, but he solves cases. And he cares. He does. 
He doesn't want to say it, but he does. Well, mm. you're the same way, Dan. I know. That's all right. Perry Cox is always who aspire to be tough, I rigid, but goddamn good at their job. He's my spirit animal. Well, we know. <laughs> we do know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. Is there any more points? Because I want to go yeah. on the other side of this. No, yeah. there's no, there's no more points. I mean, I, I think we can all agree this is just a, and you know, this is a terrible patient contact. This is, this is an example of people that we don't need in the profession. Um, I believe the story showed that the one that was a paramedic lost their paramedic license. Um, I don't know who, and I'm not using names, but was allowed to continue practicing as an EMT. So, so not there's that. And the EMTs apparently got a six-month suspension. So they're back. Yeah. And they probably haven't learned a thing. I mean, I hope, I mean, listen, I hope they That's a, their story went nationwide at, at the least. I, I hope they learned if something. They, I, I'm honestly Listen, there were people shocked. from Australia picking up on this. Yeah, I mean, not, Twitter was insane. I mean, like, you should have heard the shade that the people from, like, the UK and Canada and Australia, where you're college-educated paramedics, mm-hmm. are going, oh, yeah, gee, yeah, that's great. That's America. Go, go America. Oh. So, if there, so if there's nothing else, then I want to take it from an angle... That addresses now that we're done hopping on the now that we're the, done doing what everyone else is doing and shit. I was like, on this, these is, providers. this is this is bashing the providers for for what they did, and I don't think we're wrong by doing so. No, I think let's, they deserve to be dragged for this a little, a little bit. Yeah, they as deserve as, as to take as, like, a little our, bit our, as our as our English friends would say, take a little bit of the piss. So I think <laughs> they I think they definitely they deserve it. So I I, I agree that they deserve, and it's it. an educational point for everybody else. Because don't be these people, right? So the biggest problem here that I'm going to say why they deserve to be dragged so hard is, you know what? If one or even two of the providers are doing this, and one of them steps up and says, "Hey." We shouldn't be doing it this way, or this is wrong, or like, hey, there's something really wrong here. Uh, this would have been a little bit more forgiving because the guy probably would have got transferred to the hospital and didn't and would not be killed mm-hmm. by the negligence of this crew and the officer for dropping him off at a, a gas station in the middle of the night to, you know, be hit by a car. But I mean, look at the very least. Let's say he runs out of the emergency room and gets run over. I mean, at least you know what you you have that on you. But at least from any from your perspective, like. Okay, we did everything we could. System failed in some way. We don't know how, but listen, I can look myself in a mirror. I can look at my kids and say, "Hey, look, I did the right thing here." Right. This is a perfect example of a bad example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a great term. That I is love a great that. Term. Good for you. Well, yeah, Steve Cosmanic, if you're listening, buddy, I got you. <laughs> All right, man. So <laughs> let's take this as a symptom. Of the system that we work in, instead of just these providers themselves, these no, providers I, themselves I, I, again, are I don't, the worst. No, but, I I don't think they're the worst. I think they are representative of a of a part of our population that is above zero. Let's I'm going to take it above just the part of the population. This is a sick system we work in. Hmm. This is it. Okay. If you're going to demand that you have providers who are competent, professional, give a shit. Anything like that, you have to raise the pay, adjust the uh, the schedule, demand degrees. You have to educate people. You have to maintain your crews. Because these people, if again, if you watch the video and you look at their body language, they have given up. Right. There is frustration. There's burnout, moral injury, whatever it is. I mean, is there it. any more of a better ar- argument for why a paramedic needs a college degree to encompass communication skills, psychology, any, yeah. things like that? Like. Is there any than other this case? Is there any other example that would be better for across the board mental health support? There, there you there go. There it is. There mental, it is. Mel- mental health support for our services is, I think, paramount here because you can't pay someone to be compassionate. You can't teach them to be a good person in a college course. Let's also take a look at motivation but, here, uh, and well, you can't like, and you can't coach intangibles. So right? here's the thing: is that there's not a single person who's on an ambulance now. Anyone who's at the table and out, right? who got into this field to berate crazy people. No. We're all here because, and if you ask any incoming EMT class, if you ask any paramedic class, you ask any you know nursing profession, what do you want to do? I want to help people. What is it that brought these women to this point? 24-hour shift. I don't know what they get paid down there, but I guarantee you it's not a whole lot. Not a ton of pay. Not a ton of pay. They're not enriched enough to broaden their scope and that's really what it comes down to. The degree part is the degree part. I'm, you know, on the, in the journey of getting my my bachelor's degree, it expanded my mindset, and that's the whole point of a degree. I don't give a shit what you study as long as you're studying. Correct. But none of these, none of these also people, exposure to other 
people, other a, a, heter- uh, a heterogeneous I think, sample. Hang on. Dan, I think you just hit on something. Exposure to other people, and I'm going to add a little caveat to who aren't in medicine. Yes. Because this mm. kind of, this is this is like a circling the drain. Everybody gets dragged down with it because this behavior gets normalized. Mm-hmm. So experiencing different people, different cultures, different mindsets, different areas of study prevents you from getting caught, swept up in this normalization of this toxic behavior that we have in, in our culture and becoming like this. So I think just the exposure to others, you're taking a bio class, they're not only be medicine. Maybe someone wants to be a biologist, biochemist. Maybe they just want to be a teacher. They like, want to be a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, these are all. There's bio- enough psychology in that kind of in that line of study that you would understand that this this dude is you know not well by your own uh, rudimentary uh, kind of assessment, but you yeah. also have like an insight into the fact that this dude is like misfiring somewhere in his brain. Yeah, it's. I think the because listen, we're all a little broken in EMS. Every one of us has our own little quirks, problems, and it's part of, honestly, it's part of the personality. Profile. It's part of the personality, and if it isn't when you start, it is by the time you're done. Mm-hmm. So I think just being in this circular kind of culture, like you stop, you're unable to recognize that in somebody as well. Your your spidey sense doesn't go off or whatever. We don't. They didn't see this guy having a mental problem. They saw just just another call with another drunk or a, a nut job. And again, that's the kind of thing I want to see from this from this particular shift is how many calls did this crew go on for the day? What kind of day was it for them, essentially? What mm-hmm. kind of day have, have they had in the weeks and months prior? Why is it that these people are so comfortable with taking apart this other human? Because that's not what we got into this for. So honestly, I think that, like, you know, the the the... What, we spent like 35 minutes doing this before where we were just like, fuck these ladies, whatever. No, we weren't like... But what, it, like but that's, it, that's okay, because whatever time we took to tear them apart is fine, because what they did is kind of disgraceful. I mean, look, I'm glad they didn't lose their careers and their livelihoods. Right. I, I get that, because you know what? Doctors, nurses, people make uh, mistakes. I get, here's, I get it. But here's where I'm going with this, is that I would rather see... And they're not directly responsible for this. They released I, it to the law enforcement, I, and law enforcement's got to... Listen... Law enforcement's got to take a little responsibility in this. You got to dump this guy off somewhere where you know he's going to be safe. You don't leave him at a, at a, you know he's not right, okay? You don't leave him at an abandoned gas station at 3.30 in the morning and expect that he's going to turn out okay. The officer has to have some responsibility of saying, well, listen, okay, so he was medically cleared by EMS. Okay, then fine. Then he's got to go someplace where you got to turn that over to somebody or he's got to go home or you know what? You want to arrest him? Put him under arrest for trespassing on a, on a highway, for doing something, for, for disorderly conduct. There are every state, and I'm going to tell you, like going back from my old life, there is stat, every state has a statute. Every state has a law that an officer can use in this type of situation to justify holding somebody until you can get them squared away in some other way. I'm not saying they got to go to a jail. I'm saying disorderly conduct, um, you know, failure to make a good account of yourself. There was all sorts of things. I mean, and you could go through the law, and I'm not getting into criminal law here, but the fact is this guy wasn't right. He was already doing disorderly things. He was already doing things that were contrary to public order, which is exactly what a law enforcement officer is supposed to enforce. Why did this guy, you know, so he's got to own some of this. Absolutely. The whole department Yeah, does. and I don't know if there was necessarily any kind of punishment handed down for him, but I'm sure we'll find out. I mean, yeah, maybe we will, maybe we won't. A lot of times, listen, that's another thing, difference between police and EMS. A lot of law enforcement agencies are not required to disclose punitive actions against officers. Okay. I don't think, here's the thing, is that there's there's not a, it's not a little bit of, uh, of culpability that doesn't, you know, Deserve to be handed out. Oh, there's to a whole jar in, of in blame we can spread on this. But I don't want to do the autopsy on this specific incident anymore. It's one of those things where, like, yeah, we all we all get a week. I have a two week rule when it comes out to trauma. You get two weeks to freak out, and that's it. Okay. Get your shit together. I like that. So we've done this for a week. Everyone else wants to scream and cry about how this is something that's going to damage the profession. Go for it. You got another seven. So days now, how do I, how do we fix it? Not how do we fix it. How do we how do we use this as an advocacy point? These okay. women are done. So you've got an idea. So go ahead. What What do you think we do? So, all right. Let me, or maybe I'll put it from this. You're a brand new clinician. You just got your You just got your license. Mm-hmm. How do you protect yourself from this? So, I mean, take a look at the example that they're setting in the first place. Correct. But if you're looking at it instead of just being like they're terrible clinicians, it has to be where is it that I can protect myself mentally that I won't get to the point where this person doesn't matter to me anymore. 
Okay. If we're going, and if the the entirety of the profession is calling for, you know, elevated standards and all that other stuff, these women weren't hold, held to that standard. You know, these providers weren't shown or told or whatever that the professionalism means something. And they were kind of like left off the hook. Okay. So if we're going to, if we're going to demand higher stuff from our, our people, this is why. It's not that they're terrible and they're, you know, they're just the disgrace of the of the profession. They're the reason. Okay. I get that. Take it in, Kevin. Go. I'm crying. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, still so, okay. cooling. So let me give you another scenario. You're, you're listening to this podcast. You recognize yourself. You see yourself in the mirror in this. Mm-hmm. You're watching this video and going. Or you just remember a time where you actually did something. A little, maybe not as severe as this, but long as times where, like, you know what? I probably talked to that person the wrong way. How do you fix it? Well, right there. Identify that it's you. Yeah. Identify there's a problem. Identify maybe it's your partner that's a problem, or maybe you've you've known people in your 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 company, your firehouse, your wherever you work, of, of this kind of behavior. Someone has to be the first nail in this in this house that we're going to build together. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe it's you in your company. Maybe you recognize this like oh whoa you know maybe you start looking out for this kind of behavior in your partners and your coworkers, and you really hey. Listen, this isn't how we should be treating people. Is everything okay with you? Let's see, is everything okay? Yeah. You have to demand you have to demand that your agency or the people around you will I don't want to say train you in in like mental jujitsu because like but it is. You have to understand that what it is that you're going through. I'm gonna turn this into a mental health thing because that's what I do. Um well, it has an impact. This is a mental health But that's issue. the thing, is that if one 100%. point or another, these women, again, I don't keep saying women, providers, these people in this ambulance took what their goal was in joining the service and cut it down to a point where they were inconvenienced by their patient. Yeah. So at what point does the agency respond with more than a suspension or a loss of license? See, that's do, you, do you not provide some kind of mental health training to your people that says... You have to recognize the symptoms of burnout. See, that's where I was with when Danny said, like, I don't think these people should lose their livelihoods. If they are remediated and they're identified, not just like, oh, you guys did a bad thing, poo-poo, slap them on the wrist, like, enjoy your six months off, good luck, and then, you know, we'll welcome you back. No, no, there's some real stuff that's got to go on. This has got to be taken apart. It's got to be analyzed. I've got to bring a social worker um, a psychiatrist, somebody you know what else too, is that this is not the responsibility of just this department to respond to. No. This is everybody else. This there is has to be something. For whatever grander else. Right. system is working there, whether it's county based, state based, um, hospital based, wherever this is coming from, it has mm-hmm. to start from the top and go down. Like this, this is a reflection of what's going on above you. Yeah. And this is literally the scum at the bottom of the barrel, not them, but the, this, this whole, this whole call is like, Hey, we need to cut out this infection now, and here, like here, it is festering. Like we got this is it should be a a siren. Like this should be a loud, blaring thing, and red lights flash. Like, hey, we've hit a point now. Whether it's this department and anybody listening in your department, if you see this, this is the time to start turning around because every every minute passes is too late. Yeah, and I think that this is one of those things from like a managerial position. Like I'm new to that entire world where like you're you're not necessarily like the grunt on the road um it's not it's it's fine but it's also not pretty there's a lot of moving parts there's a lot of things that you're responsible for there's a lot of things that like you may not see so while they took some kind of punitive action against these people where's the rest of the response now you know about it you have to do something right you've 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 stopped the leaking pipe but you still have to repair the drywall like come on yeah, I, and I think this is a it, this is a symptom again, again, you know, and you know, I think you're both right. Everybody's piling on these these three. Yeah, and I think, that and, when, again, and I don't know that's a hundred percent, and I don't know that's a hundred percent fair. No, we're using them as a punching bag here to take out our frustrations, and that isn't fair. Oh, you want to go one layer deeper? Well, on I don't that. know we're, fair. I mean, they they no, want they did this. Out, we're taking out our own insecurities on these people. Whoa. What is it that we've done before that has that's reflecting in these folks? They got caught and we didn't. Holy shit! Ouch! Right, that hurts a little. Bit. I feel it personally should. attacked. I may, maybe I pointed at you. That's why I'm sorry. Uh, but I, like I said earlier, like I think everybody's had these kind of thoughts and these frustrations. I was talking about this uh, last night with uh, my uh, my director, and we were going back and forth. And like, the one thing that kind of came out in the text messages is that, like, at, at one point, I was one of these people. 
I'm frustrated. I'm burnt out. I don't have a mental outlet. Like there's nothing for me to do at two o'clock in the morning after running 15 calls for the day. Yeah, this guy sucks for me. It doesn't keep me from doing the right thing. And that's the difference. Yeah, they hit. But we've all been here. Let's you have to you you hit the nail on the head. You have to have a level of professionalism and a belief in what you do mm-hmm. that says when you're in these situations, I can motor through this call. Yeah, I can I'm not do the right thing it, for the people, but I can keep myself in the lane. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not bad people and that this is we just happen to catch like the final straw that broke this camel's back. And we caught them at their worst moment, which it had to happen sometime, right? We'd, we'd yeah. have to see it. It would have to happen somewhere, someone. It listen, just happens it ha- to be them. It, listen, it happens more than you think. Right. They but, just got caught. This was just a body cam video but that now, ended up on the internet. But this happens this is every pro- state but, in the United States, every county in the United States. This has happened. You just, you just got lucky, folks. The yeah. guy didn't walk out into traffic after you cut him loose or you wrote refusal by action or you blew the guy off. This happens. This is on your shift. This is on your units. Mm-hmm. And managers, supervisors, these are your people. These are the people. This is, might be the ideas that you profess. Or unwittingly teach. Yeah. You know, this is just that they're in the barrel because they're the unlucky ones. But you know what? It's going to be California next month, or it'll be New Jersey, or it'll be Pennsylvania, or it'll be Minnesota. Not New Jersey. Here's the thing is that I don't mind the idea, again... Two-week rule applies. We get to drag these people through the mud because they got caught and what they did was wrong and what they did to this patient ended in tragedy and all that other, right. you know, happy bullshit. But on day 15, this is still us. Yeah. So this and is hey, not, this is you not know just them. And not this for is a nothing. system. This is also your your regional councils, your REMAX, your EMS agencies, your offices of EMS and your state agencies. Hey, guys, stop worrying about how many gauze pads are on a truck. And how about you go out and make sure that clinicians are actually doing what they're supposed to do? How about you make sure that they're not driving 85 miles an hour with lights and sirens with a person with a broken ankle? Do your job. I think that's what it is. You know, Bill, Bill Belichick, who's a coach of the Patriots, you know, there's a sign up in their in their locker room. It says simply do your job. If everybody just focus on doing their job, I think the system would be a lot better. Maybe we have to redefine what do your job actually means, because what we're doing, too, is kind of at, like we're we're acting in an antiquated system. Yeah. This used to work in the 70s, but now like Doesn't a manager's a manager's job is to, you know, the operational side of things is fine. But you also have to take care of your crews. So if that's not in your your job description, can you be faulted for something that you're not doing? Right. And if your crews are getting hammered, then you need to find solutions to why your crews are getting hammered yeah. instead of just throwing up your hands and saying, oh, well, we just need more it's meat in the seats. System. It's a busy system. Yeah. Busy that's, system. I think that's an inherent problem in the system. We are on a national shortage of EMS providers. These are people working all these extra jobs to make ends meet because they're willing to put in the overtime. So they're not willing. These people aren't uh, people. These um, companies... I'm going to let that pitch go. Okay. You're going to let it go? I'm going to let that pitch go. Well, it's, people are willing to work this hard because they have to make ends meet. And you are not giving these employers any incentive to pay more to attract people. We have the sign-on bonus thing. We just, you know, I was talking about Some that. Some places do that, yeah. A lot of places do that now. Um where Jess works, there was a sign-on bonus because there's a shortage sure. of nurses. Could you imagine being There's a sign-on bonus at my place. But yeah, that same, I, here's the funny thing. That same place... Had a shortage of paramedics, no signing bonus. No, because you know why? Because they they can get enough per diem medics to come there and work that second job hmm. to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Because we don't put enough pressure on the people who employ us. So it's a us. it's a multi system trauma that we're looking at in this. Oh, in it's, this a, it's a it's a perfect problem. And you know what? Medical storm. and and. Let's, Here's my thing. And medical directors, get out on your trucks and start seeing what your people are doing. Instead of signing their research papers every two years, how about you go out and ride with a crew and see what they're dealing with? See how they treat patients. Because you know what? I bet you're going to find a couple of these people. And if you put your foot down and said, you know what? You're practicing for me. This is what I expect. And if you don't do it, then you're not practicing for me. That would work, too. Could you imagine be being great. someone who's actually considering a career in EMS watching this video on the news? Oh, I'd run. I would never sign up. There's I don't absolutely want my, no listen, way. Listen, I don't want my daughter in EMS. I don't want my son in EMS. I don't know. I think I mean, I, that's, that's, that's contradictory. I, but okay. I, I don't want either of them. Okay. I, think, I think this not, would... That's fine. Me personally watching this video, it made me so upset um, that it... 
like makes me want to like inspire to do more. And I think there's going to be a collection of people who see this like this is like one, they'd have to know what's wrong. If they actually have no EMS experience or like, you know, they wouldn't see for the minutia that we do with all the things wrong with this. They'd be like, man, that, that seems like it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But if explained to them, maybe through this podcast, that could inspire them like to maybe be like the f- next wave of people where this becomes less and less of occurrence. I mean, I would hope, but maybe, I don't know if, how many people would run, but there's got to be a few brave souls out there who want to take this on. Hopefully. We could hope. I think it's a good way to end it that, you know what, this was a dark chapter in the profession. But it has potential to not be. I think it's an opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like I, like I said, I, I just... And know, I hope these, these, these people aren't like in hiding right now. No. <laughs> one more I'm week, not, ladies. No. One more week. I can understand if they're in hiding, though. Their faces are plastered Look, you know what? Totally. Here, if I... Listen, if they're listening to this, I'm going to tell you, listen, you blew it. Yeah. Own it. You made a mistake. Learn from it. And don't ever do it again. Please don't ever do this again. And you know what? We have, someday, we have no defense for you otherwise. You know what? And someday, please have the courage to present. Once this is all done, go out and talk to somebody. Go to a conference. Go to your training day. Talk about your mistake. Talk about what you thought. And talk about what you did to get over it. Yeah. That's a, that's you a know, good opportunity. You want to you want to honor this person's memory, and and we should because we failed them. Mm-hmm. You want to honor this person's memory. Learn what you made. Learn the mistakes you made. Move forward and teach people how you how you learned from it. Good. I'm good with that. Let's end it right there. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, listen. Uh, you know, this has been a this is a charged topic. I mean, there's going to be strong opinions both sides of the fence on this. Um, you know, we kind of expect to get dragged a little bit by some people out there, and we're not afraid of it. So, do it. Please like, comment, uh, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, all the podcast outlets. Um, come check out. Uh, Check out uh, overrunproductions.com. Uh, leave a leave a message for us. We will answer you back. Buy a um, onesie. <laughs> we do have a merch page. Uh, also, if you if you send us a you know if you send us something or you you communicate with us in some way, a lot of most of the time we're sending you back uh, stickers for a thank you. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, put them up. Send us pictures. We'll put them on the Facebook page on our Instagram. Uh, Overrun EMS. Uh, Overrun Productions. Um, yeah, we'll read your comment out. We'll respond. We'll re- reply directly to you on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's a good thing. Um, nice um, QA. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you know, so you know, we want to hear both sides of this. We definitely want to hear you. Um, so uh, you know, let's uh, let's just try to do some, keep it do civil. better. Let's keep it keep civil. It civil. Keep it civil. Keep it but civil. let's do it better. Let's let's make the profession better, folks. So for the overrun, I'm Dan Schwester. I'm Kevin Mazza. I'm Anna Ryan. And uh, thanks for listening. Get home safe.